So, welcome back. This is Unscripted. Wow. For those who are watching this show, um, it's still quite fairly new. It hasn't been around for a long time. But on this show, we talk about real topics. We have conversations. We have a lovely guest on today, which right. we will be introducing. Our first um, female guest. Oh, hey! I didn't even know that. You know what? I didn't even know that. You know what? Yeah, I think I had something loaded up on the laptop. Oh, well, you got your soundboard in your box. Okay. I guess it's not really working. I wanted it to be. But yeah, we'll just jump straight into it. Uh, unscripted, we talk about the about raw topics, um, music. Uh, the current situation of culture, so and yeah. so forth. Um, there's a lot of in our society, world today, of what you could say most people want to hear, but not necessarily what people should be speaking about. Mm. So, unscripted is basically that space in between where me and uh, and Shakes bring on special guests as well, talk about these kind of different things, mm. um, and it's different as well. Uh, Keep an eye out, watch this space. We'll be venturing out to a different kind of venue, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for those who are just jumping on the bandwagon now. Yeah. You are very welcome. <laughs> very much welcome, very much welcome. Yeah. So, wow. let's jump to our guest, even before we introduce you ourselves. Oh. <laughs> you got no. Please. Well, you should. Hi, um, I'm Lucia Kyla. Um, I'm a DJ and radio presenter, and yeah, um, my socials are at Lucia Kyla on both Twitter and Instagram. Oh, we're great, we're actually. Thanks. Yeah. So, um, where do you normally kind of DJ, do your stuff, your sets, and all that stuff? Um, well, at the moment, I'm a cover presenter on the west side, 89.6, if I'm hoping I said that right. It might be six or eighty-nine, but yeah, one of the two. You can listen to it online. Um, I'm a cover presenter on there. I do a lot of guest mixes for all sorts of stations. I've done it for Represent, Rinse, My Own Station, mm. and um, I do live bookings at Fox Park mainly. Mm. I've done Afro Splash, um, stuff for YB, loads of mm. places. I recently That's missed one. Oh yeah, my biggest yeah. one. Wait, where was this one? Yeah. Tickets sold out. You know what? I blame myself <laughs> because for something like that, I, in my right mind, or anyone's right mind, you wouldn't really wait two days to check if it's yeah, 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 there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's still loads of stuff that I've got an event coming up to. Okay. okay. In January. Well, we won't talk about that right, right. now. Right. 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 Wow. <laughs> You have That's exclusive it. news here, you know, yeah. exclusive teaser. Me and my private die, my girl. Okay. Okay, that's decent, that's decent. Wow. And on the presenting side, you present, you said already, right? The yeah, website. so I'm a cover presenter at the moment, so I don't really have my own slot, but here and there, if someone's not in, you catch me on air, mm. daytime shows. Okay. Or sometimes if I'm in the studio, I might just jump on the mic yeah. <laughs> and chat to whoever's on there. So, uh, Afrobeats DJ. Yeah, oh yeah, I did say that, yeah. So I'm multi-genre, but my Afrobeats is like my thing. Are you African? Yeah. Okay. Sierra Jones. Because you know what? Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and ironically, um, 
So we met uh, at the Chitchat London yeah. Yeah, Young Creatives Networking event, whatever. And uh, actually, she went to the same school as my, my wife. Yeah. And they're both from the same country. And yeah. both oh, the same age. Yeah. That's so right. you're doing. You guys might be cousins. Maybe. Listen, it's you and me. We've got a big community, you know? Right. So many aunties, uncles. It's actually, it's actually crazy. It's so, so crazy. Right. But it's good. You know, it's good. It's a, it's a really small world. You know, I think on another episode, we'll touch on um, another person oh, yeah. who recently. It's a small world, let's just say it's a very, very small world. Yeah, uh, small world. So, what kind of got you into um, DJ uh, from what my, what Rolanda told me is that, you know, you've been creative. Yeah, she would have never known me as a DJ. Well, I feel like I've always, I've always loved music because um, growing up, my dad was, he's, my dad was never a DJ, but he was always a selector. So, every yeah. like party, or family party I've ever been to, my dad was always doing the music. My dad used to play music a lot in my house. And then my brother, he started mixing from like very young. He had a software on his computer called mm. Virtual DJ. Mm, okay. He used to play around with it a lot. Yeah, I know that software, yeah. yeah. And he used to do like Afro, like, yeah, Afrobeat, mainly Syrian music. He used mm, to yeah. mix and stuff. And I thought it was cool. <laughs> so I, I didn't even pay no mind to it. It was only when I started radio that I thought about considering DJing. But, um, I, got, I only got into radio because someone once said to me, you have a radio voice, have you ever considered it? And I thought, oh, maybe I should try it. You actually do have a radio voice. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, I actually went to Westside in 2017 and mm. I got rejected. And I went back a year later, then they were like, oh. So what, what does it change? Um, well, to be fair, when I first went, I did a demo, like a training course, and it was really, really bad. So mm. my manager was just like, oh, thanks for your time. Like, good luck with everything. And then, <laughs> didn't say anything else um and then i think when i moved out of london when i finished uni i moved my parents moved to peterborough whilst i was in uni so when i finished uni i moved in with them for a year and um that's when i thought oh maybe i'm gonna start djing because my brother what he was doing looked cool so i thought maybe mm. i might get into that and then when i started djing i went to a talk by yinka from capital extra oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 bikini and then yeah. um she was oh, wait, no, sorry, 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 Especially because the statue, of, of course, is, yeah, is quite yeah, small yeah. as well. Yeah. And, you know, but. but yeah, I went to a talk that she did because I wanted to get tips on DJ and stuff, and she talked more about her presenting experiences. So I just mm. thought, actually, maybe I should try again because she reminds me a lot of me, and I was trying yeah. to focus on just DJing at that time. And then um, I ended up going to started to volunteer for a station called The Beat because I was too scared to apply for Westside again because <laughs> they rejected me the first time. And then, um, yeah, whilst I was there, I ended up going to another event um, by Lissy T of Backchat. And then yeah. um, Rebecca Judd, a uh, presenter at Westside at the time, was on the panel. And I spoke to her and I told her that I was at Westside once and all of that. And then she was like, oh, come back, mm. blah, blah, blah. So I ended up coming back. And then my manager was like, yeah, you've like, improved since the first time. So, right like, there. Yeah. <laughs> but DJ is, I think music's always been kind of in me. But I never really, like, even in school and stuff, when I used to listen to music, it was. 
my friends always love music too, but I liked it differently. Like I'd rather have my headphones in than sit and have a conversation with my friends. Yeah, so, yeah. but I, just, I never knew at the time I would want to be a DJ. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah. That sounds different. So, <laughs> you would rather kind of um, how can I say? Maybe the cliche, like lose yourself in the music. Yeah. Well, like, if I was having this conversation, oh, no, but it's, yeah, it's kind of. Because I had I had this conversation with um someone not too long ago. I think it was at work. Like, if I listen to say, like for example, Burner Boy's latest album, African Giant. Like, I can mm. listen. If I listen to that and say to like one of my friends who aren't really into music like that, have you listened to it? They'll be like, oh yeah, I love this song, this song, this song. But for different reasons, I would say like. Can you hear like the drums or the kicks? Like I listen to the hey, detail. Like, like, Jules, Jules. You know Jules? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like my favourite DJ producer because I feel like he it's there's a difference between music and art. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, that's what he that's what he does on his track. No disrespect to like uh, I don't want to say okay, no disrespect to like everyone likes different kind of music, so I don't yeah. want to disrespect anyone. But if say for example someone like notes, to me that's like hype. Like kids mm-hmm. like that music, that's just for the hype. Mm. But I listen to someone like Burner Boy or Jules, it's like you can tell that they weren't going to put that track out until it was perfect. Yeah. So yeah. I, when I talk about... Mongrel rap, mate. Yeah. I like Mongrel rap, mate. I like Mongrel rap, I like Mongrel rap, mate. That's what I mean. I don't know, because I just, I feel like it's different. Yeah? I like Young Thug, but I don't know, just... I had this discussion like, earlier this week as well. Like, um, I can't remember what artists were talking about, but the person was trying to say, oh yeah, this person is not lyrical enough or whatever. I was like, do they need to be? Yeah, like, see, like, see, it's I not every time I want to be hearing deep bars, like, every single time. Yeah, it's different reasons not... for different situations, right? Yeah, like, I agree. I feel like it's hard to explain. Everyone has different opinions anyway, so mine aren't right, but I like music for different reasons. I just, I don't know, I feel like people pay attention to like detail in different areas, but mm. there's just a certain type of music that is not, I'm not really a fan of, which is just music that's for the hype. Like, <laughs> stuff that get dropped on like GRM, like daily, I'm just like, nah, like, it's just what kids want to hear or like mm. young people. But yeah, like if I talk about a song that I like, that's, those are the reasons that I do. My friends will be like, oh yeah, I like it, I like it. Or if I hear it yeah. at a party, like, it sounds good. But I like stuff because it's just, it, I don't know, you can lose yourself. Okay. You know, it's funny enough, it's funny you should say that because um, part of, my critics sides. <laughs> uh, from when I was in college and I got my first job, blah blah blah. Um, that was around 2012. We were the same age here, ironically. Um, and the first pair of headphones I bought was the the Beats Solo ones. Oh yeah. Um, the black ones. And there was a hype around it because it came out Dr. J so on and so forth. But the minute I went to HMV <laughs> and I put those headphones on. And I could hear almost every detail of See? the songs that I I was listening to before, before. through normal earphones. <laughs> it's like when you taste a certain dish, you don't or you experience of you don't go back. You don't go back. You yeah. don't go back. Yeah. I always say music is it's a feeling. If you really listen to it, like it's it's a feeling. Mm. It's like obviously it's there to be enjoyed, but if you love it, that's like I have loads of people like ever since I started working at like my day job yeah. and I told people that I DJ like loads of my friends at least five of them have said to me like oh like can you teach me how to DJ it looks so cool blah 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 and one thing I always say is don't ever do it just because of what comes along with it or like because you think yeah. you're going to be successful quickly blah blah exactly. blah lots of stuff I do for free already but I always say like only do it if you genuinely have a love for music or passion for it because you're going to go crazy if not yeah. like I even myself like if I feel stressed I won't do it because um, <laughs> 
guys Feel the music and enjoy it, then I do it. So I always say, do it if you actually like music, not just yeah. because you think, oh yeah, I'm gonna be like yeah. the next Tim Westwood. Because that's just, okay. you just you'll get stressed because there's a lot of technicality that is just not fun at mm. times. Yeah, and it's, I guess that's the the basic foundation as well because the technicalities that you're mentioning, when you do face that, it will be much easier for you to overcome that. Yeah, because it's something so that you genuinely, yeah. Yeah. you know, you yeah. love to do, you know, and. You will be able to see possible. Yeah, this, this is why um, I studied design in uni. This is why I don't do that anymore because I, it, although I love to draw and paint and things like that, it, it's just it's not the level that it is for like DJing. Like it was, wasn't enough for me to do it as a job. Like when I was getting frustrated, I was just didn't want to do it. It's so yeah. it's like I see in both sides. Mm. But you, I'm sure you definitely pulled maybe a few things from there anyway, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't re- I don't regret going to uni. If I thought in the way that I do now, back when I was applying, I would probably say nah, I'd go straight to like radio. You know what? Damn, <laughs> man. Yeah, but <laughs> you have to believe that you're big enough to pay back. I will, That's I know I, I will, do. but at the same time, I do not want to owe nobody money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in the side living it, and I'm in. <laughs> True, but yeah. Wow. I've learned less- I learned life lessons that have nothing to do with my career anyway, yeah. so. Yeah. Mm, no, yeah. I'm going to buy a still wedding. Yeah, and it's weird because I guess when the, in any kind of craft that you're into or whatever you do, passion, whatever, you kind of build build that uh, love or that attention to detail. Yeah. Um, it's probably, not probably, but for everyone in their own way, it's hard for other people to understand. Yeah. Because, yeah. because even for me, you know, <laughs> my wife sometimes she gets confused about uh, why I invest, you know, so much money, maybe like in headphones. Yeah. But <laughs> but because when when I kind of, if I can say, lost myself in a black hole, I don't know where that where that saying came from. It just came from the top of my head. Yeah. But when I have headphones, But when I kind of, if I can say, lost myself in that kind of space world, whatever you want to call it, um, it just it makes you. It made me at least in the context of music appreciate you know the work and the craft that goes into yeah. it so much so that I'll, one day um i want to pick up maybe producing as a hobby yeah <laughs> see because even as you said like with the detail of uh, the hi-hats the jump kicks whatever i see it as an art form similar to maybe like literature or yeah. descriptive writing it's, but in the form yeah. of music yeah because you know? i i obviously started djing a little bit before Oh, I, I would play. I would. I don't really. I say that I see. I say that I've been DJing for five months because that's how long I've been doing it seriously. But I started DJing a little bit before Westside, like on my computer before I got my controller. And I used to mm-hmm. play around ever since I joined Westside. That's um. I met my friend SM Fetty. She's a DJ. She's the one I wanted to do an event with. She has given me like she dropped me some of the most amazing gems. Like she's made me basically the DJ that I am today. She's a sound engineer and a producer as well. Yeah. And she literally like like it's so it inspires me so much to watch her do what she does because it's like I don't know she creates some amazing stuff. She's mm-hmm. got um uh SoundCloud as well the beats that she puts on. But she like watching people do stuff in the field that I work in too that inspires me mm-hmm. to do to want to do yeah. things. It's true. Is it? Did she? Did you uh, go to the same school? Or no, no, I literally met. Like, I met her at Westside. She, oh, really? but she's been DJing since she's like fourteen. 
So she's like amazing. But it's, it frustrates me so much because she's quite like quiet. And I really just want to scream to the wall with how good she is. But she's yeah. always like, nah, like my family kind of like, yeah, here and there. When we do stuff together, like when we, we recently, um, um, the, well, it was me DJing for Girl Gang, like an event that's um, recurring in short. Oh, short, 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 short I've actually went to one, yeah. Yeah. Um, he was presenting like Ray, Ray, RAE. Um, couple of them, wait, yeah, they have yeah, some, they yeah, have yeah, some yeah, people yeah, rolling yeah. through. But I, yeah, I DJ'd for them. The last one just gone in um, SM30. I don't want to say I've no one because I want to be able to search her. But yeah, she was there with me, and we're going to do the next one again, like back to back. But she, um, oh, I've got the name now. What was it that you asked me? <laughs> um, where you met her? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So she, um, well, she, yeah, we met at Westside, and she, um, oh, I was, gonna, I was going somewhere with this, but I forgot that. Basically, yeah, we, we met at Westside. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I remember what I was going to say now. Because she's quiet and quite technical, and I quite I have like a bit of a big mouth, oh, and I'm more yeah. of a personality. We, we're like a, a perfect fit yeah. when we do stuff together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, um, we DJ together for my friend's birthday as well um, at Fox Park, and then we're going to have our event in January. So we're kind of like a perfect fit. But I met her at Westside, yeah. She was there uh, before me. I think she's been there maybe like two or three years now. Mm. But yeah, we met. She does a lot of the production and stuff there. She doesn't. She doesn't want to be a presenter. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The way you describe that sounds like a, a Pharrell Williams. Oh, oh yeah. She, she. I would. I would probably say she's as good as Kanye. She's just very, oh, very humble. Cool. She okay. is. She's. Hey. Like, hey. 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 Peterborough to London to mm. go to Westside. Mm. 
And then it got to a point where I was like, oh, I need to move to London because um, it's just, wait, I'm wasting money. And sometimes my manager would contact me asking me to cover shows on days that I wasn't in. And I couldn't just, if, if I was in London, I'd just get, get the box, but I couldn't yeah. like book a whole train and yeah, stuff exactly. like that. So I quit my job and I moved in with my grandma um, in North London. And I was unemployed at the time. I was trying to look for work, but I couldn't mm. find anything. So it was, I was getting frustrated, and then that's when I thought about Box Park Shoreditch because I used to go there all the time when I was in London. Yeah. So I tried to apply there, I handed in my CV, they were like, oh, we're not really looking for people at the moment. So I stayed in London for about a month, just looking for jobs and going to Westside in the meantime. Mm. Went back to Box Park Shoreditch, I was like, have you got anything yet? And they were like, no, we still don't. So I just said to myself, like, maybe I need to go back to Peterborough because I'm wasting money in London. Mm. Find a job there. Well, I, I was looking for jobs in Peterborough whilst in London. I found one um, at Turtle Bay. Okay. Restaurant. Yeah. So I went back to oh, Peterborough. Yeah, yeah. mm. I went back to Peterborough and then just did what I was doing before, commuting into London. And I said, until I find a job in London, I'm just going to continue doing this. Mm. Then I ended up really loving my job at Turtle Bay. <laughs> so I got, a, I ended up getting an email from Box Park Shoreditch saying, hey, like, do you want to come down for a trial? Yeah. But I ignored yeah. it because I was like, nah, I'd much prefer to stay at Turtle Bay. Was that was that um approach from the one that was declined? Yeah, well. Um, yeah, yeah. So okay. they basically so they reconsidered. Yeah, well, it wasn't even that they declined me; they just weren't hiring at the time. Okay. Also, oh, they so they ended up. Like, yeah, so okay. they ended up because I I went there twice and they re- they recognised me. So they, yeah, they ended up asking me to come for a trial, but then I ignored the email because I like my job. So they ended up getting fired from Turtle Bay. Wow. But I was like, this is the universe. <laughs> yeah. What's it guys? The reason why I got fired is because I spoke too much. I talked too much apparently, and I was hindering my progress. But oh, wow. that's how I really knew it was blessing this guy. So I was thinking that's the biggest crap. I was getting crazy tips. I would make like at least seventy pound a night. Seriously? Yeah. Huh? Wait, where it was just Peterborough. Oh wow. But yeah, they said I talked talk so much. But, um, I'm sure probably some of your colleagues didn't like that. Yeah, and that's the reason I honestly think I got fired, but whatever. Um, yeah, so then when I got fired, I ended up, I was like to myself, this is a sign that I need to be in London now, because I'm not just going to get another job in Peterborough, because there's just nothing for me here. Mm. So I literally, the next day, packed all my stuff and came to um, my grandma's house. Then I emailed um, <laughs> Box Park Shoreditch, and I was like, hey, that email that you sent me went to my spam. I didn't see it. So if that trial's still available, like, yeah. can I come down? But if it's not, I understand. Then they were like, oh, hey, obviously it isn't. Yeah. It was like a month ago. But we're opening a new box park in Wembley. Yeah. So if you want to yeah. apply for that one, then... So it was during that transit, yeah. I remember when the new one send you there. So this was probably, like, it was just after Halloween last year. So it was, like, probably yeah. early November. Yeah. So I ended up going to, like, some recruitment day for Box Park um, Wembley. And it, was, it wasn't just for the bar itself. It was for all the food vendors. Yeah. It was, like, a whole fair. So, yeah, I ended up giving out my CV and I ended up getting the job there. And then, yeah, like, to be fair, I kind of knew the people that kind of go through Shoreditch anyway. I know they have a lot of stuff, like, Adidas events and the types of people. Yeah. They have, obviously, um, Wall of Comedy in that area. Yeah, and that yeah. Bible. That's the reason why I wanted to work yeah. in Box Park Shoreditch. But... When I got the job in Box Park Wembley, I just started seeing like Nadia J. She DJs yeah. on the press night. We have loads of events with Rinse, and then a lot of the higher up managers work with Rinse and other like events and places and stuff like that. That's just how I started to get my foot in there. And then my manager, um, her partner was the events manager. He's the event manager for Box Park Croydon, 
and then he works a lot of rent. So when I would tell my manager, I like, think oh, yeah. I think I'll pop to him. His name's David, right? Yeah! Yeah. I spoke to him earlier um, this, this year because uh, I was looking to do um, uh, an That's open event so for uh, the clothing side of stuff. Uh, but uh, we'll be revisiting. Okay, but yeah, like, I would tell my manager all the stuff that I wanted to do in terms of like DJing. And then, like, I was at Westside. She, she used to work at Box Park Road and then she got transferred to Wembley. So she knows like Donch, Nadia J, obviously yeah. David. And she would always be like to me, oh, you need to just like talk to these people that I know and put yourself out there and blah, blah, blah. But I would get so nervous. And it even, I remember what, at one point, David was even like to me, you really just need to do it. Like, stop being scared <laughs> and stuff like that. So then um, I remember obviously Burner Boys having his. Uh, <laughs> He's having a show in Wembley. I remember saying to my manager, like, in all the way in August, like, if we have a, usually Bok Park is like a fan zone for the events going on in the Wembley yeah, exactly. arena and yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. So I said, if we're going to be a fan zone, fan zone for Burner Boy, by then I'm sure I'll be ready enough to, to do a set because it's all the way in November. This was all the way back in summer. So I was like, if so, can you put me on? And then my manager um, ended up talking to the events manager and she was like, oh yeah, so Lucy wants to be considered for so and so and so. And he listened to my mixes and I was like, nah, next week I want you to start DJing. And all, this is all the way in August. So that's how I did my first live set. And then since then I've just been, anytime he leads me, he's been putting me on. And then some of my friends from radio, I've been saying like, mm. get them on. And then, yeah, so here and there they'll be like, oh, we have like a two hour set, one hour set, can you do it? And then mm. Westside has, has um, events at Fox Park as well, so I'll DJ through them and yeah so now I'm talking to the events manager about doing my own event mm. with that's, cool. that's so, so Wait, cool so, yeah. that's very very cool. I feel like um, the responsibility of a, a DJ in um, any kind of party or whatnot is really important because you kind of control you have the responsibility you set the to set the yeah. mood control the vibe of the crowd the place is it sounds like a lot of pressure, even though people may look yeah. at it as, oh, you're not, you know, you're not doing this and that, that, nah, that. but if you, even though I've never actually done it myself, but I'm trying to put myself in a DJ shoot because I've been to weddings, parties, so and so forth, it, it must be hard. Yeah, yeah so, so far, every every setup event has been a warm-up set, and usually it's people coming in and out, vibes in, so I haven't really had the pressure of, Playing like usually more upsets is like R and B, like really slow stuff or like mm. the kind of filler tracks in an album. It's nothing crazy because um, the bangers are usually played further on in the night. But um, Girl Gang, that's like the biggest set I've done because I was playing the whole night, so I had to play like in between live performances and then at the end for the whole night. And that was the first time I've actually seen people fully dance to what I'm playing. Oh, <laughs> so that was like. I was like nervous about that, and then obviously YBE, I was that was the latest I played, ten o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, to be fair, like, I personally just think the crowd was stush because they were waiting for YBE. <laughs> but it happens. I think. Happens. Yeah, I think. I, I think even us who probably been to different shows and stuff, and maybe come for like the yeah. main dish. Yeah. <laughs> you're not really paying attention too much, even though yeah. you probably should, because obviously. Um, that person could be an upcomer at the same time. Mm. Yeah, but I've never had, I've never really c- fully controlled the crowd. But all the DJs that I know, they all give me advice and say when it happens, it's e- it's easy. Like maybe the first couple of times you might play a few tracks that might get people going, oh, but you have to kind of just. Um, one of the best advices I've been given is um, play what you would want to hear coming up next. 
That's it. Like, if you're playing a banger and everyone's loving it, what would you hear, want to hear next? So yeah. You can always tease a track, and then if you see people get excited, then you can drop it. Mm. Stuff like that. But I've never really got to that point. That's why I'm, I've never, like, obviously done weddings or anything, but I'm nervous about doing that because a wedding, you really that's have special. to. Mm. That's yeah. like. You have to perform. They really have to love yeah. it. It's but true. hopefully someday we'll get to that point. Oh, definitely. Yeah, listen, I've got, um, I've even got uh, my, uh, my, uh, the best man that was my my very good friend from my wedding. He has his next next year. So hey, who knows? Imagine. Well, you might be on the decks. The decks next year. Not me. I was about to say. I thought you were doing the job, man. That's not my skill set. I was thinking. <laughs> even well, though, like, um, I do have the. Again, you know, I get some gets my nerves about gets my nerve about gets my nerves about this sometimes, you know, when people like come around to the house or just like any kind of environment. I like to play the music to control it. Yeah. So I kinda of had that little, you know, and a little something something there, you know. But I think maybe not to that full extent there. Just to simply just uh playing tracks of the sort. But that's that's really interesting and dope, you know. Um and I think Obviously, your time you'll just grow. More yeah, into it. I think I'm around a lot of people who inspire me so much. Obviously, like YB, they they um I've set up <coughs> sign on their show in represent, and I watch them what they do. Um, we have uh, our West Side T show. I don't know if you've heard of DJ T show. He's Hardy Caprio, the official DJ. Okay. He is like his hands are like magic. He's been DJing uh-huh. for ten years. Like being around people like that just make it makes me want to get to that level. So. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I will. It's just it's time because I've only been doing it for five months. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. And people say for five months I'm already like good enough. So, but yeah. Yeah, I think I think in anything it's important to trust the process because yeah. the moment that you someone tries to get a you know, maybe too anxious or wants to get ahead of themselves, they can start to their own growth. I always say, one of the things I live by, not in just in terms of my career, like in love and every anything, I always say you can't cheat life. Like if you, if you oh, try to manipulate a situation, like if you try to manipulate a situation or take shortcuts, you're either going to get taken right back to where you're supposed to be or mm. it'll, it'll explode. Like nothing that's supposed to happen will happen at the wrong, like wrong time. Yeah. Everything happens at the right time. So mm. you just have to just take every day as it comes. Mm. That's what I say. And what do your friends and family think about like your DJing, or even probably when you first mentioned that, oh, like this is something you want to pursue? Do you know what? Actually, as well, I don't want to say, I don't speak for everyone, but me personally, as because um, I have like an African background, obviously, a lot of my friends they've had pressure from their parents to, to take certain classes. Oh, we like all do. We all do. We all do. Like I, for me personally, one thing that I actually haven't had is that. Like my parents have always said, like, because I before DJing, I wanted to be an artist. So one thing my dad used to say is that you, being an artist, he was like, you might get recognised only after you passed away. But he used yeah. to say like, doing art and design, you have to kind of channel it into something, whether that be like, I don't know, fashion or blah blah blah. But he used to say you can't just necessarily draw pictures and make money from it. But my parents have always been supportive of what it is I wanted to do because my sister, she does like dentistry but my brother does music he's always on music my parents mm-hmm. have have supported that but my dad he's been interested in me being a dj because like i said he's always been a selector and he he kind of um admires me for my love of music because he kind of can see that i've got it from him mm-hmm. my mom she doesn't really get it because <laughs> sometimes i'll have like not, she doesn't always say she doesn't, it's not like she doesn't like want me to do it because it's not like a better reason but she doesn't get it because sometimes i'll call her like having a breakdown saying i can't do this anymore like when am i just gonna blow like Sometimes I'll just be like getting frustrated if 
I feel like I'm not doing enough and stuff like that. She'll be like, just come back to Peterborough then and mm. just come with me and get a job. And I'm like, no, but I can't do that. You can just yeah. be like, well, why are you calling me? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes yeah. I get frustrated and she's just like, oh, I don't understand why, but she'll understand when I blow it. I think we spoke about it last week where, I believe I spoke with last week where you said um, that um, with African parents, yeah. um, they will see someone do something different and be, yeah, you can go <laughs> That's why it's, it's weird, yeah, but I feel like it all comes down to where they're coming from. All what they knew was yeah. like one direction, and especially a lot of them are new generations, so they just came over to this country kind of thing, so, like, and having kids as well, you just need to, you couldn't really, you couldn't have, you didn't, they didn't really have time to experiment on, like, pursuing, like, exactly. creative stuff, so they just went in, got their jobs and, and that then, kind of stuff, and then, so I understand where they're coming from in one sense, but at the same time, let us, let us be who we are, man. That's the thing. That's the only reason why I think that my dad doesn't mind it because he know because that's because he likes music. Mm-hmm. If this was any like, trust me, I've bumped heads with my dad on other things that yeah. he doesn't agree with. Like yeah. when I was younger, I wanted to cut my hair, and he was he was like shouting and be like, "No, you're a girl," and this and the other. So I've had it. Culture. It's just not. <laughs> it's just because it's something he likes yeah. music. No, like he, yeah. and. To be fair, I think it's good because obviously there's not very many female, well now there is like loads of female mm. DJs popping up and stuff, but I, th- I guess it's a good thing that my dad hasn't said, oh yeah, you're a girl, you shouldn't be a DJ, because that's yeah. something I wouldn't probably expect to say, but... Yeah. yeah, actually that's even something that you can even touch on too, you know, in terms of um, DJing and music, is that kind of field, I would assume with from Yasa, they really male dominated and does that kind of play as an obstacle? I think, for me personally, well, I, like, recently I've seen a lot of female DJs pop up, um, and I have a lot of female DJs come to me for advice and stuff when they want to, if they're thinking about taking on, but out of all the DJs I know, it's obviously the ratio is, like, more male to female, but for me personally, I don't see it as an old school, I see it as, like, a positive, because I think yeah. I stand out because of that. Mm. Like, I, I love being able it's to tell people, like, niche, I'm, like even, yeah. even um, Chit Chat, when I told people I was a DJ, they'd be like, oh, well, like, because most, <laughs> most of the people, they're like actors or actresses, and you wouldn't expect a female to usually say that. Yeah. So for me, I like the fact that I'm a female, because I think it just gets me, like, double attention, I mm. guess, because mm. it's a good thing now. It's not it's not necessarily a thing where, like, oh, I'm fighting to be on top. It's like, oh, well, if you're as good as a guy, then that's even better. Mm-hmm. And I think we even had, I know, I think, but we even had an episode where we were talking about like, what's your excuse? Yeah, like, exception yeah. is actually a very, very big thing. You know, you can either perceive an ob- well, yeah, that something as a difficulty, yeah. or you could say, hey, you know, actually, this is an opportunity for me to find a different lane, or for mm. me to even be more yeah. creative and plays in my part to be, you know, unique yeah. in that in that kind of sense. You know, which is really dope, and really yeah. cool. And also with your friend, you, you oh, said yeah. you really, that's really did as well. You know, yeah. that's a, I assume a very, very, very good thing. I say to her all the time, like to be a sound engineer and to be a female, to make beats, all the time, all those types of stuff. Like she really, I, I believe that that's an upper hand over anything. Yeah. Like I don't think that that's a setback at all. I think that like, you, if anything, people pay more attention to you because they'll be like, oh, like. Use this, that's true. Exactly. I'm trying to think, is there any like big like female UK producers that I know of? Mm. I can't really think of one. Not yet. Not, not, yet. not yet, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. She is going to be her. Yeah. I'm pointing at you. Oh, me? Producer? Maybe. I thought about making beats actually. I've actually, I've actually thought about it. Yeah. Mm. But who knows? I think maybe I should just pattern all this first and then. But even like, uh, obviously, people watching weren't there. 
when that, on that day. But even the example, actually, I spoke to you about the woman who was uh, ahead of year oh, yeah, for like yeah. two oh, years. Oh, yeah. yeah, she was like ahead of year and in the secondary school for X amount of years. And then she now producing, you know, I got new videos with people like Ratman and, you know, obviously well known faces in the music. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Like, I, I would consider what, like making beats. I've actually thought about that before, but I'm just taking every day as it comes. I don't want to put my hand in two faces before mm. I've kind of like meeting up, DJing mm. and stuff. Mm. So, yeah. Cool. You have to choose one between like presenting and DJing. What are you going for? Oh. <laughs> that's actually so hard. Because before I started getting this DJ, I was like so. Like I wanted to be a TV, I wanted to be like my drama, like on okay, TV, everything. Yeah, yeah. But now that I'm doing DJing, oh, I don't know. Maybe, no, maybe. Don't need to ask me. Don't need to ask me. Right now, I'm DJing, obviously, because I'm getting loads of opportunities, opportunities doing yeah. that. But I'd, like, I would never write off presenting, because I still okay. feel like I've got a good enough personality. So. Mm. I, I personally think with DJing, um, especially because you have that responsibility to. Uh, make people feel good and so forth, you know. I'm sure, correct me if I'm wrong, it brings you more pleasure. Yeah, you can more. say the same thing about presenting as well. You think so? There's certain different yeah, roles like, where the presenter that sets the, the fit, like, that's, the yeah. music, like we, the conversation or anything that's going on. So. I don't know if you've heard of um, Rebecca Judd, but she used to be on West Side, now she's at Beats. She yeah. used to be the drive time presenter. I've heard of the name before. Her energy, when she steps into a room, it like, it will be great, it will go rainbow. She did like, an interview she... with Skepta. That's on the list. Probably. Else. Is she, what country is she from? She's British. Oh, no, no. She, <laughs> she, if you type her, you'll see her. She also does four music as well. She is like, her energy is like unmatched. She's just so positive and like bubbly. Like she just, yeah, it's it's the same effect. So like yeah. she could probably change the vibe of a whole room just because. She's, I remember one day when she came to Westside actually, and she was feeling a bit ill, and she was like, "Oh, like I'm not myself today." Blah blah. And then she'd go on air and be like, "This is a jam." Da, 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 da. And she'd come up and be like, "Oh, guys, like I'll be like, if that's you on a Wednesday, <laughs> you're probably gonna explode on a good day because I can't see the difference." But yeah. yeah, like being able to make people happy is a. Oh, she's dead free. Just search up now. Right? No, 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 that's well, all. This is the old Okay, okay. Yeah, she's she's like her energy is so good. Yeah. But to be fair, I guess it's a different kind of vibe because with DJing, it's the same sort of thing. I like to make people feel happy with the music that I like. I think that's see, important. To, to see other people vibes to it, that mm. makes me happy. Or when I finish doing a set, my friends will be like, "Oh my god, that was so good!" Mm. Like it's the same kind of effect. Mm. So. Yeah, because yeah. I, I guess if you're not feeling it yourself, then you're kind of paying yeah. yourself. Yeah. 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 Yeah.